Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report? Fun show for you today, and greetings again from Studio B in New Orleans, or Metairie to be exact, at the headquarters of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. Glad you're with us. Here for the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Daniel Salerson is, of course, in studio with me this morning. He'll help me put the uh, whole thing together. And uh, we have two fascinating interviews for you today. Sometimes, sometimes it just falls in your lap. That's for sure. And, I, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit that on a list of folks that I wanted to interview uh, during Saints training camp, I can't say that Kasim Etabali was high up on the list. I, I just didn't, I didn't know a whole lot about the 25-year-old rookie from Boston College who was listed as an outside linebacker. But yesterday, I got a chance to not only meet him, but we did an interview for Black and Blue Report, and it is a fascinating story. Um, so that's on tap for today. And then, as we promoted for you yesterday, Ryan Anderson makes his return to the Black and Blue Report today. He's back on campus he looks great. He says he feels great. And we have an in-depth interview with him about how life has gone uh, since we last saw him right before surgery in early April on the neck. So a good show for you today. Just the two guests, but two uh, impactful guests, or at least in, in what I would describe as intriguing guests. Um, so Kasim Edabali and Ryan Anderson today. Did you watch the Emmys last night? I actually, I actually did. After I put up with my wife's uh, trashy Monday night television. I won't name names about what show that is or anything else, but when I got home from work and practice yesterday, I I endured a little bit, and then I caught, I guess, what would be, I don't know, the last two hours of the Emmys. Was it a three-hour show, Daniel? All right, so I missed the first hour, So, and I probably didn't miss all that much. But still, Breaking Bad with a huge sweep. And I have still yet to watch one single episode of that show. So, as I told my wife last night, I said, Kim, I said, I guess it's going to be Netflix time or whatever, on-demand time. I need to go back and and start watching this series because they just continue to rake it in. 
And as Daniel pointed out last night on the uh, Black and Blue Report Twitter feed, which is at Black Blue Reports, um, there is a connection, of course, from Breaking Bad and the Emmys to this podcast, which is, I guess, from last winter. Gosh, it wasn't the winter. Daniel Salerson interviewed R.J. Mitty, who is he even on the series anymore. Did he get killed off? Did the series is done now. Well, the series is done, but he wasn't there last night, right? Or was he? He was there. Okay. Anyway, see, this is how little I know about Breaking Bad. But anyway, he was one of our celebrity guests during our first season of the Black and Blue Report. So, uh, so we're tied into the Emmys. And it was a touching tribute to Robin Williams last night. And it sure was nice to see uh, all the nominations that have ties to New Orleans. I can't believe True Detective didn't win. Did they win anything? Nothing. Shut out. But talk about a great show that was shot here in Louisiana. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Anyway, so... Um, I heard somebody describe it this morning as it was a night of reruns because so many repeat winners took center stage last night. Nonetheless, the tribute to Robin Williams was great, and there was my Monday night. And I guess that'll be my last Monday night of not watching football for, well, quite some time. So, all in all, not bad. But anyway, I thought I'd bring it up today because we have the connection to R.J. Mitty. And speaking of celebrities, I, I, there's, there's a rumor here in the facility here on campus that next week on the Black and Blue Report, it could be a star-studded affair. We're hoping. We'll see. Uh, it is opening week of the NFL season, so we're going to try and make a good push to bring back some of our favorites and maybe a couple of new ones, too. We'll see how that goes. Practice today uh, for the Saints goes from 11 a.m. to 1.30 Central Time. Uh, you may be consuming this podcast after that time today. At that time, of course, you'll be able to check out New Orleans Saints Afternoon Wrap with John DeShazer and myself on NewOrleansSaints.com. We'll recap here what is the final day of training camp 2014. We've made it to the end. Uh, it will be warm today, um, and then there will be cuts later on today. That's always tough on this coaching staff and front office staff. The roster will get down to 75 by 3 o'clock today. Those cuts perhaps have already been made. We won't know until later on this afternoon. Um and then the preseason game on Thursday night, and then the final cuts come this weekend to get down to that magic number, 53. We may not see Drew Brees at practice today. There is very good news uh, with regard to the Brees family and a new addition not only to the Brees family but the Saints family too. Drew Brees announcing on his Twitter feed, uh, oh, well, not too long ago, it says, spent the early morning with our new baby girl, Britt, and she are happy, healthy, and doing great. God's greatest gift. And a wonderful picture there to go with it. So congratulations to Drew and Brittany Breeze and the three boys who now have a baby sister. No word on the name of the daughter yet, but uh, again, good to hear that mom and baby are doing great and Drew is all smiles. So big news today for number nine. Again, congratulations. And on the Pelican side, of course, we've got Ryan Anderson today and we're hoping to uh, bring in another player for you tomorrow. Um, and then Thursday, we'll focus on the Saints because they play Thursday night, and then on Friday, the uh, word on the street is that Austin Rivers will be stopping by. We'll see how all that goes. But Daniel will be hosting later in the week, and hopefully he'll get a chance to visit with Mr. Austin Rivers. So there you go. That's what's on our mind today. That's quite a bit, and uh, I think that you'll really, really enjoy our two interviews today here with Kasim Edibali and Ryan Anderson. We'll get started with that. Well, let's see. Daniel, who should we go with first? Well, Ryan Anderson? You got it. Ryan Anderson on... The Black and Blue Report after this first quick timeout.
Stay up to date on the latest breaking New Orleans Saints news by downloading the team's official app presented by Verizon. Check out the 2014 schedule, league standings, and statistics. Plus, have access to watch live press conferences with Coach John Payton and players while reliving your favorite Saints moments. The Saints app makes the perfect game day companion with a detailed map of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome highlighting the facility's amenities. The free New Orleans Saints app presented by Verizon is available to download on iTunes and Google Play. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. This is Pelicans forward Ryan Anderson, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report this Tuesday. It gets a lot better because Ryan Anderson stopped by Studio B. Oh, thank you. It's been a long time. I don't think you've been in this studio. You've been in the one of the arena, right? I was, at the other, Center. I was at the other studio. Yes, but now you're here Yeah, at the headquarters. It's great to see you guys. It really has been a long time. It has been a long time, and it's been a long time not only just not talking, but actually seeing you. I'm used to seeing you like about every day. I know. I, I miss you, too. Are you trying to tell me that you really miss me? A lot. It's hard for me to express my feelings. I know right. it is. I know it is. I miss you too. Thank you. All right. I feel better now. Okay. All right. Let's just get right to the question everybody wants to know. I, you know, how are you feeling, I guess? Is is that the best way to say it? How am I feeling? I feel, sure, yeah, I feel really good. I feel um, ready. I mean, I obviously, I haven't had a ton of time to condition and, and um, you know, that injury really set me back. I couldn't do a lot of things for a while. Um, but in the past month and a half I've been running I've been doing a bit of conditioning and working on some strength work with my physical therapist and um, I'm all cleared to, to work out with the team except I can't do contact basketball yet so um, but as far as how I feel I feel great and I, I'm I'm very confident that I'll be a hundred percent by the time the season starts all right let's do a little timeline here okay injury happened in January 4th I think <laughs> is to be exact mm -hmm. surgery was when the surgery was in April, in the beginning of April. I think it was the sixth. And you had at that point, it took that long to exhaust all of your possibilities, I guess. Right. right. Okay. We had to wait around to see if some things were going to heal. Post surgery, how much movement could you do? I mean, how laid up were you? I felt really good after surgery. I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I was on some pretty powerful, you know, painkillers. But other than that, I mean, I didn't really have any pain necessarily in my neck. The pain was sort of on my shoulders because they they had this they use this platform to kind of raise my neck up to make the surgery easier for them so um that was the one thing that that was the most painful and they you know it was hard for me to to swallow you know certain foods for for about a week and other than that i felt great i mean i had movement in my neck um they did a really great job with the surgery though so a lover of food that you are you yeah, had to wait only about a week really about a week, yeah, but I, I was trying to, I was, I had gained some LBs, you know, so I wanted to go on a juice, little, little uh -huh. juice cleanse anyways, so it worked out well. All right, fair enough. So yeah. that, that process ended. When did you start to, I guess, begin the process of strengthening your neck mm -hmm. again? 
that was the probably the hardest stretch of this whole process because uh, it I had to wait a few months. I couldn't do anything. Uh, I couldn't really do any physical activity, although I felt good. You know, uh, that's what the doctors told me. They said that I would feel normal. They said I would feel um, I would feel like I didn't even have surgery after a few weeks. So uh, after about two months, I. I got connected with my physical therapist in Sacramento and, and, uh, where I live back at home and, um, worked about three days a week with them and, uh, they did a really great job. I feel good. When did you get the, you're good to go talk? Wow. I got the good to go about a week ago. Really? That <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, they wanted to, uh, kind of, you know, they wanted to get the workouts more intense. They wanted to bump up the weights and, um, see how I would handle heavier weight and, uh, other conditioning exercises to see how I would handle it. And I did pretty well and, and, uh, no pain, nothing bothering me. And so they, I, I asked my therapist, I said, am I, can I do pretty much anything? And she said, yeah, I can do anything except the contact though. Obviously. Right. Yeah. But they said the contact will come. It will in about a month. That's okay. when the doctor cleared me. So. Did, did you, whether it was pre or post surgery, did you ever start to think, I might be done playing. I I thought immediately after the the uh when I got hit, I thought I had no idea what that pain was. I'd never gone through anything like that. So I'm kind of sitting in the hospital. This is pretty serious, you know, this could happen. I'm kind of I'm not a huge worry guy, you know. I'm sort of a one step at a time. If tell me the next step. If I can get through it, I'm going to get through it. If I can't, I'm going to do whatever I can to try to get through it. I mean, I don't, I don't like to think that way. You know, I'm kind of like a one step at a time kind of a thinker. So, but immediately when I got hit, I just never felt that way. So, uh, it was kind of a creepy feeling. And, and, uh, I mean, I, that, that thought did flash through my mind. Okay. Uh, Pelicans forward, Ryan Anderson with us on the black and blue report. One more question about the injury and then we'll talk about other stuff. But, um, you said you're kind of a worry free guy. Do you fear or is there fear involved with contact again the reason i'm asking is i've never mm. been through that but i gotta think that you're either going to be ready for that first hit nudge whatever or man i don't know that worry what do you think you are on that fortunately i have a lot of friends that are uh smaller guys and every time i see them they want to just jump on me for some reason and just and even if i had the surgery they just don't care so i mean i i uh I remember like the first time one of my buddies always does that and I was prepared and he just blindsided me and did it. And I'm like, well, this might be a good little test here to mm -hmm. see how, no, but, uh, I, I, uh, I'm not worried. I'm really not worried. I've, I've, uh, you know, as hard as it is, you know, occasionally you're going to get bumped. You're going to get hit somehow by somebody. Uh, it's not a massive NBA player. It's not like a, you know, 300 pound guy, but, at the same time, I, I feel like my neck is really strong, and I feel like there's a lot of work I can do in this next month to get ready um, and uh, obviously strengthen my neck a ton more. So I know I'll be strong. I'm confident to be, to be ready. Dating back 12 months, mentally and physically, you've been put through the ringer a little bit. Do you sense now, I mean, getting back on the floor with your teammates today and everything else, do you sense now a, kind of a light at the end of the tunnel? Are you... Are you rejuvenated in any way? I am. I really am. I, uh, yeah, it was a really, really hard year, and it's not something I'm ever going to be able to put behind me. You know, it's something I'm going to walk through the rest of my life with. But 
um, I take that and I, I learn from it and I've grown so much and I, uh, you know, for me it going through some moment, going through moments like that, it, it shows you who you are, but it showed me the person that I really want to be. And, um, it showed me the things that I want to focus on and what's important to me. And, um, obviously basketball is very important to me, you know, so coming back and sort of having a, you know, you, you always kind of have that thought, okay, something crazy could happen today. I always have that thought, but at the same time, I'm, it, it is a little weird to kind of have come into this year right now. Um, you know, move back to my home, come back to practice, like everything's normal and just kind of work out and kind of just start the season up, you know, I, it is a great feeling. You know, I, I, I really can't wait for this year to start and, and just to get that routine, that schedule back. I've, I've been craving it for so long. So it is incredibly refreshing. In talking to Dell and talking to Coach Williams and talking to some of your teammates, and I'm sure you're sensing it now that you're back in town, I almost get this impression that you and your teammates have some sneaky little surprise cooking for the rest of the league right now. And I haven't sensed an optimism in our facility like I'm feeling right now in a long time. Mm-hmm. Are you are you in on that? And and if so, what's fueling it right now? What's fueling it is just our confidence in each other. I mean, I obviously you see the you see healthy. You know, you see guys with with injuries that are just clearing up. You see um, the talent that we have. I mean, we talked about this talent last year, but. Um, there were still some, some bumps and bruises. And then along the road, we had so many injuries coming into a year where everyone's healthy. Obviously guys are developing. So, I mean, this summer, I I mean, Anthony's made huge strides and, you know, I, I've talked to Drew and I know that he's feeling great and Tyreek's feeling good. And Eric, you just worked out with Eric out here. You know, it's a month before training camp and we have vet guys coming in here. Uh, they're excited and it's, it's, um, it is an exciting uh, environment to be around. That's the kind of environment I want to play for. And um, I just can't wait for all the guys to get back. And I know that's going to be real soon here. We have a couple new guys that are going to be dropping in the next few days. So yeah. can't wait. Speaking of the new guys, one of them is overseas right now. But I do want to ask you about him. We're going to miss your buddy Jason Smith. You and I have known yeah. Jason a long time. But uh, you get a new member of the position group there with Omer Ashik. Um, what, can you, what can you tell us? about his game from your eyes um, and how that fits in with you all? I think he's a perfect uh, perfect match for what we've needed. I think that uh, for a while we've, been, we've wanted to get him, you know, and, and uh, he's just a solid big guy and a guy that you really can uh, expect a lot of productivity, especially on the defensive end. I mean, he's going to really – he's going to rebound, he's going to guard, and he's going to clog up that paint. I mean – him and, and Anthony is a pretty intimidating, um, you know, big man duo out there. And, and uh, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be really, really fun to see him come out here and, and really – I think he's going to change a lot for this group. And uh, I'm, I, I've never really – I've met him a few times. Uh, I don't know him super well. Eager to meet him, um, get to know him a little bit better. But uh, I hear he's just a hardworking um, – just like a gym rat, a guy that likes to come in and just be a brute. And um, a little bit like our buddy Jason Smith we were talking okay. about, kind of like a little yep. brute. But but uh, the guy's massive. I mean, he's just a massive, huge guy. So, uh, But he can play and he can, he can guard and he can block shots. He has great timing. So 
Um, he's a huge piece for this year. How's your shot? Is is this now my moment to take you on in horse, or are you back to where you were shooting before? Yeah, I looked no pretty shot. good today, man. It felt pretty good today, oh. but I don't know. I your jump shot. You got a you got a great looking jump shot on Tuesdays. That's about it. <laughs> on Tuesdays, yeah, Tuesdays good, good for me. Well, uh, maybe let's let's try it tomorrow. All I'll right. give you a shot. Okay, I'll give you fair a enough. Hey, will you help me get a message out real quick? Yeah, um, sure. Because we've talked about this excitement and everything else. As we're sitting here on this Tuesday, um, there is a presale going on for those fans who have signed up for Pelicans Insider, and the presale is for the two preseason basketball games and then the first two home games on the schedule. Tomorrow, the rest of the general public will get their first crack at those tickets. Um, help me preview what they're going to see early from us and why now may be the best time to act with mm -hmm. regard to getting those seats. You got to get these seats, guys, because we're going to be we're we're going to be full throttle. We're going to be healthy. We're going to be everything that you've wanted this Pelicans team to be. Uh, and you know, obviously, it's my job to tell you just come to the game. But I'm being serious. Seriously, I I have like a lot of sternness in, on this radio show. Keep, keep going, bro. You're Seriously, doing everybody. No, I'm just kidding. But get these tickets. We're going to be great. We're going to be exciting to watch. I think we're going to be. One of the most exciting, dynamic teams to watch in the NBA. And um, we're going to make a huge run this year. That's what we need. That's what we want. We feel the pressure from you guys. We feel the pressure from everyone else. We we need to do it. We want to do it. And, and uh, we have the chemistry. We have the talent. And uh, I'm just excited to get everybody back. And, and I hope you guys are too. So All hopefully right. we'll see you there. Pre-sealed today. Regular, not regular folks, everybody else tomorrow. Uh, at pelicans.com or Ticketmaster. Again, the two preseason games, there are only two dates at Smoothie King Center, and then the first two games at home. We actually open with two at home, which is fantastic. The first of which is against Orlando on October the 28th, and uh, thanks to Smoothie King, there will also be uh, free T-shirts to those paying for tickets on that opening night, along with all the other opening night stuff. So good stuff there, good stuff here. Good to see you, Ryan Great Anderson. to see you. Yes, sir. Great to see you. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. And uh, I won't shoot against you. I'm Why not? I'm smarter Let's than we can try it. Let's do it in the next few weeks. Okay. Fair enough. And then that'll be it. All right. All right. Good, Good. to see you. Good to see uh, you. All the best. And uh, a month away from contact? A month away. Good man. Excited. All right. Ryan Anderson with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Lots more to come. Stay tuned. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home, where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact... The only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. 
Back here on the Black and Blue Report, and uh, our first chance really to talk to linebacker Kasim Adabali, who's a 25-year-old rookie. How many 25-year-old rookies do you know, Kasim? Uh, not too many. Not too many. <laughs> What's help me understand what makes makes it to be a 25-year-old rookie? Back me up a little bit here toward Boston College. So what, what really happened was because I grew up in Germany, mm -hmm. and um, you know I was 18 when I graduated from my German high school, but I didn't speak English at that point. And that's when I came to America and had to go to high school. So I was like an 18-year-old junior in high school, but I had to learn the language. And then two years into high school, uh, I got recruited from Boston College, and I redshirted as well. So I'm really like two, three years behind than the average rookie right here. Right Are, is your family you know, originally from Germany, or is this a military situation? Um, actually, I just grew up with my mother okay. in Germany. Um, I, and, and I actually met my father for the first time when I was uh, 21 years old. He is actually American, and I haven't I haven't met him before that. But it was pretty special. He saw me playing at 4BC, you know, and uh, now we stay in contact. I was gonna say, so it's it's been a, a good relationship then since. Definitely, okay. you know, I'm just he's this sport. You know, I really feel, I feel really blessed. You know, I, I got a relationship with my father now. You know, I played his great game, and uh, you know, my family back in Germany all supports me. How did you get to New Hampshire? Uh, and is that home now? I know. It's funny because like I really didn't know nothing about American geography. So I heard New Hampshire. I was like, it's America. Let's go. Play high school ball. And then, you know, I figured out. But I was in a scholarship program. And then they offered us a couple schools to go to. And uh, the school in New Hampshire was one of them. Okay. So a couple of sacks here in this preseason. Uh, you know, take me through what it's been like for you the last month or so. It, it's been a great learning experience. You know, like... Guys like Junior Gallette, who I really take as a mentor, you know, every day in practice, he really teaches me my pass rush progression, mm -hmm. tells me, like, w what matters, get off the ball, and then, you know, I, I come out on game day and I just, just try to perform as well as I can. Do you, um, do you like this time of camp? Um, is this your first go-around kind of into this final week and maybe I'm good, I'm not good? You know, what, what, what are your thoughts right now with one preseason game to go and and cuts coming up and all that. You know, I just I just go day by day. You know, I try to maximize every day. You know, I, I wake up and in my mind, I just want to have the best practice I ever had in my life. And that's that's how I really take it. You know, I don't try to look too much in the future. I just really want to maximize every day. I've been looking at some of the guys who are, I guess what you'd call converted guys as far as like Stanley Jean-Baptiste was originally a wide receiver and yeah. now he's learning the defensive side of the football. It seems like in your case, you're just flat learning football still at the age of 25. You know, I feel like, and a lot of vets say that too, like you never stop learning. Okay. So that's really really my mindset. Like, I, every day I just try to get better in a little bit, something, you know, pass rush, run. So every day is a learning experience and I try to be a better version of myself. Have you uh, been able to uh, at least uh, raise the international awareness of, of those in your position group? Some of them think they know everything, and maybe you've been able to teach them a thing or two. Definitely, you know, <laughs> and it was, it was actually great seeing uh, one of my close friends, Bjorn Werner, who's also German, plays for the Colts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just, just, just trying to get the sport a little bit to Europe, and, uh, you know, it's the greatest sport in the world. What do you bring, you know, after growing up in Germany? Did you play, uh, what, did you play football is, yeah. as in soccer I, over no, there? Actually, we have American football. I play for the Hamburg Huskies. Wow. Yeah, and uh, it, it's obviously not as big. We don't have high school sports. It's all club. Okay. So I really, you know, I, I started playing when I was like 10, but it, it's such on a different level than it is structured in the U.S. How did you get noticed? Um, 
I played for the German national team. Okay. And uh, I was on the German national team with Bjorn Werner, actually. Mm -hmm. And then the following year, we both went to American high schools. So that's really how we got noticed. They saw us there, and then we got scholarships from high schools. All right. Give me your impressions on what many call an international city like New Orleans. I'm not sure there's a real German heritage here, but I'm curious as to what you've been able to find out. Um, I know it's it's much hotter than it would ever be in Germany <laughs> or in Boston. I remember that first OTA practice I came came out here and uh, it was hotter than and everybody told me it's not even a hot day and uh, you know I was just uh, really really sweating pretty hard pretty exhausted. <laughs> well, here's to a great rest of camp and a good effort on Thursday night. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yep, Kasim Hadabali with us here on the Black and Blue Report. More in a moment. Tickets for the 2014-15 Pelicans home opener at the Smoothie King Center go on sale tomorrow. To score the best seats for this big game, visit pelicans.com. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. See, I was right, wasn't I? Good stuff. Kasim Adabali and Ryan Anderson today. Thanks to them for joining us on the Black and Blue Report. Congratulations, by the way, to uh, Jim Parsons, who is a favorite of this program, the Big Bang Theory. Uh, anyway, that's, en that's enough Emmy talk. I thought I was going to leave that in the first segment, and I didn't. Tomorrow on the program, more from Saints Camp 2014. Uh, we'll effort to bring you, one again, one of our Pelicans players. I think, I think maybe Eric Gordon tomorrow. That'd be great. All right. What else do we have tomorrow? Oh, yes, Daniel and uh, our fantasy, um, what do we want to call him? Uh, is he guru, uh, analyst? Is he an expert? Okay, to some people. How about our fantasy correspondent? Mr. Seeley will be in with us tomorrow. So uh, some of you may be having your draft tonight. I heard that tonight would be one of the more popular draft nights before the final preseason game as uh, people are waiting for more cuts to be made. Anyway, I'm not a fantasy football guy. Daniel's that guy, and he'll, he'll do all that for you tomorrow. Uh, and I'll see you right back here from Studio B tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for joining us. Stay cool today. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, and we'll see you right back here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.